Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part four in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. So for me, I think we're seeing that being Team Jesus, I think we see a lot of off, a lot of work that the church needs to do. And I think it's a reality check that this is bigger than just a couple of local churches coming together and starting a nonprofit. This is something where we need Christians in every aspect of society. So if you're a Christian and you're, man, I should do something about this. Don't start a nonprofit until you look around and see that there are organizations already existing, including job and family services. If you care about kids and you see a need, the foster care system has been overwhelmed for almost a decade now because of drug abuse, uh, because of drug abuse, drug overdose in Ohio. So if you care about kids and you're a Christian, and you're wondering what you can do. You're just going to get me talking really fast now, Matt, uh, Wes, get a job and job, go to job and family services and get a job. There's a bunch of highly qualified people that are wondering what they could do. Go to an, or, an existing organization and help them out. If you're one of those, well, I don't need a job. Well, volunteer at a after-school program or a foster like or a foster care organization. They need help like that. This is not a time for Christians to decide. Like this is me in my opinion, and I don't think it's a time for Christians to start things. It's a time for Christians to join into things that are already here. And once those are overwhelmed with help, then we can start a couple other nonprofits. And if you see a problem in a system, then you if you've identified, then God blessed you with the ability to identify a problem, be a part of the solution. And if you think it's, if it's like, well, the church isn't doing something about it. Well, that, you know what, that's God's call for you to go, we get active in your church with what's existing in your church or in your local community, go help somebody. If you think there's a pro- if someone complains, and if you're hearing this and you're like, I'm complaining about a problem, that's God's gift to you. To f- you've identified the thing that makes your heart sing in a chorus towards a better, more just society. That's what bringing God's kingdom to earth looks like right there. When Jesus prayed the prayer of like your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what it means. If you're seeing something, something wrong, do something about it. Like I am, we have so many freaking gifted people in the church that are wondering what they can do for God. There, what, 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 what makes you upset? Find it. And if you're wondering, it's like, well, is this what I should be doing? I don't know. I mean, try something. And if that's what makes you like, that's like, I have no idea how I ended up. Like, if you would have told me 10 years ago that I'd be working in an addiction recovery program, I, I have no idea how that would work. But I knew that like, I saw injustice and pain in homelessness or people who were living outside. And now I'm here because of, of various decisions that I made because I was trying something. And I think that the, yeah. if we want the church to lead. And I think we should as, a, as Christians, I think the church should lead in this, but that doesn't always mean that it's working with the church or as a pastor or as a Sunday school teacher or a volunteer, like you can use your work towards that. Yeah. I think it's going to have to be the people. Um, because, you know, I, I used to be a pastor, recovering pastor. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I talk to the pa- pastors in this last season, especially, you know, um, with all the, with all the, just the social issues and, and, and COVID and everything. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's been like this throughout history, but like, there's just a, there's a level of being tired that I have never seen. Um, pastors are overwhelmed with the needs of the, what's in right in front of them that I think, I think, if, if Christians a pick on Christians for a minute, if, if we're going to wait for the leaders of the church to step up and do something about some of these things where 
it's just not going to happen. Um, I think, and that's not a criticism as much as it's just, I think if we all did something, um, even is even if it's little, I think it would make a huge difference. But when we're talking about just the overwhelming prevalence of, you know, what most people think when they think of addiction and we think of all the children and families that are impacted by it. Um, we just, we are naive if, if we don't think that in the next decade, there is going to be an overwhelming need. It's already here, mm-hmm. like you said, yeah. um, with, with a lot of the social systems, there's an overwhelming need for, um, for relational help. I'll just call it relational because these are broken families. And I don't, I don't like to use that language in terms of, I'm not using it like as a divorce, but I mean like relationships between, you know, husband and husband and wife and, and father and, and daughter and, and son, you know, father and son and so on and so forth. There's just such a fracture because of addiction that is going to overwhelm the system and it's going to overwhelm society. And I think, and I'm not trying to free, I'm not trying to be negative as much as I'm like, no, I think there's a call to action here that we all need to try to do something about it because because these are these are people made in God's image that are hurting and that are, you know, especially children that, that can't care for themselves, you know? Um, so I agree with you. I think that your, I think your passion is well aimed and, and is true because, um, you know, you, you know, some, some of us might not see it every day, but I think in the coming years, it's probably going to be unavoidable. Yeah. I think it's, uh, we're seeing often in, in hard living neighborhoods, problems arrive early and stay late. So the recession in 08, it arrived early in hard living communities and it stayed late in hard living communities. So if you're wondering what things are going to look like, um, not in like a, every neighborhood will be, will be, uh, devastated by certain things, but you're going to see something coming earlier in a hard living neighborhood. And that's, that is a, that is a blessing, um, in a lot of ways, because we're able to identify a problem and find solutions faster to help other people. Not because like we need to, I'm wanting to be careful in what I'm saying, but I think it's, it is the blessing that God has given places like the neighborhoods that we work that we work in on the specifically the west side of Columbus, where there are issues that we see, but we also see the solutions sooner than most people, and we're just like playing catch up. Kind of, it's if we're waiting on people who are in leadership, it's not that they aren't stepping up already. Pastors have been step; they're exhausted because of the, they've been stepping up. People who are in social services yeah. are exhausted yeah. because they have been stepping up because they've been. And in so it, it's, yes. it's this blessing that we're seeing that there's everyday people that like, well, it's not my, I'm not a social worker, so I don't need to do help socially with an issue that I see a social worker should. It's like, well, we're all connected to this. So whatever you can do that improves things, you need to do that because it's, this is something where it's no longer a, if it's not my, in my house, I don't need to worry about it because if it's not in your house, it will be like, that's just, that's just kind of the reality. If it's not, if it hasn't affected your immediate family, you're really lucky because it's probably going to affect someone that your kids are going to fall in love with, or your cousin is going to marry or some, it's going to whatever that it doesn't have to be just drugs. It's so prevalent 
in the with this like fact that like God has made us intentionally interconnected and interdependent where we think that only the good things should be, we should be interested. It's like, Oh, well, if someone is really successful, then we should share that and we should experience the, 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 the fallout from that. But the reality is, is like the, the challenges and trauma that happens. We are also interconnected and interdependent. So we are going to absorb and experience those things. So we can't pick and choose how we're affected by people outside of our control. We are going to be affected positively and negatively. So if, if that's true, and I think it is, then we really need to push into like, how do we respond to these things that happen and not turn a blind eye? Cause like what we've talked about earlier, problems don't just go away. If you ignore them, you have to address them. Thanks for listening to this episode of the relational recovery podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part five on our conversation. We'll see you then.